Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Our Bruins are in action tonight against the Buffalo Sabres, and we'll get into what the lineup looked like at Morning Skate here in a moment. But before we do, just a quick reminder to please uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Each new episode, Monday to Friday, will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could take some time to rate and review, that would also be very cool. Now, uh, if you are on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Ruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked On Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at ENC McLaren. That's I A N C M C L A R E N. Now, like I said, the Bruins here on Thursday, April 29th, are set to begin a two-game set at home against the Buffalo Sabers, and there is some cause for concern here at the morning skate as Craig Smith not participating uh, this morning. He was replaced on the second line by Jake DeBrusque, who was scratched from Tuesday's win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we had the top line intact, Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrusque skating on the right side with Krejci and Hall. Uh, New look third line with Frederick, Corrali, and Coyle. And then we have Richie skating with Lazar and Wagner on the fourth line. On defense, Grizzlick McAvoy, Riley Kampfer, Lozon Clifton. So Kevin Miller not uh, present at practice. Not sure whether that means he'll be out of the lineup. But um, encouraging news was that Brandon Carlo also participated in the morning skate, albeit uh, not listed in the top six during line rushes. He was wearing a uh, black full contact jersey so we'll see if he needs you know another full practice in order to get up to speed or if he will be back in the lineup tonight that might be a bit of a tall ask considering he just had this leisure morning skate here under his belt after missing some time he did lead the post practice stretch um which you know good sign to get him back with the group and get the guys excited about his presence uh but again not Quite sure if that means he will be in the lineup tonight. Speaking of guys who were skating, there was some uh, encouraging news as Andre Kasha was participating in a pre-morning skate along with some of the taxi squad guys. Up until now, he's only been skating on his own. So it was cool to see him, you know, getting in some drills and getting some shots on net on Callum Booth. Um... Getting him back would be a huge bonus for the Bruins and really help to solidify the right side. Again, right now, Jake DeBrusque on the second line. Uh, Andre Kasha probably at this point wouldn't step in and be that top six guy that they had hoped for, but putting him on the third line right wing uh, would be 
a magical, <laughs> well, let's, no, let's not get too carried away, but would be a, a really great development for this team. Uh, getting some games prior to the playoffs would be, would be massive. And, and if he can contribute down the stretch, uh, yeah, it would be a real, a real bonus for this Boston Bruins team. So waiting to see what the situation is here with Craig Smith, whether Brandon Carlo can get back into the lineup but that's kind of the lay of the land here at the morning skate. Uh, DeBrusque from the press box to the second line, albeit on the right side with Taylor Hall and David Krejci. You know, it could be good for him, I guess, just to get uh, some confidence going. But, you know, coming at the expense of Craig Smith being out of the lineup, potentially, that uh, would not be too great. The Bruins, as they enter these games against the Sabres sit one point back of the New York Islanders for fourth in the East Division, and they also have a game in hand. So if the Islanders were to lose tonight against the New York Rangers and the Bruins were to beat the Sabres, Boston would be up with that game in hand still intact. Uh, and, you know, it's quite possible at this point that the Rangers could make the playoffs with the Islanders being the team to uh, miss out. Uh, they're five points back of the Islanders. The Rangers are uh, with six games remaining for them. The Islanders do have a game in hand, so an uphill battle for these Rangers, but certainly uh, beating the Islanders would, would go a long way. The Bruins right now ahead of the Islanders in terms of point percentage and only two goals back in goal differential, plus 20 compared to plus 22. The Rangers lead the division at plus 35 uh, and they're unfortunately playing catch-up after um, their best player, Artemi Panarin, missed a bunch of the season um, for uh, personal reasons due to some politics that were going on back in Russia. So yeah, that's pretty much it for tonight's game preview. Looks like Tukarask will get the start in net. Uh, he played very well the other night against the uh, Penguins. And uh, it'll be good to get him some regular game action here before the playoffs begin. Get him back to where he needs to be in order to help guide this team to a deep playoff run. If he played like he did against the Penguins, then the Bruins will be definitely in, in good shape. From the Sabres side of things, sure, they've been playing better since the coaching change, but they're still the worst team in the NHL with only 33 points and a minus 52 goal differential, so really no excuse for the Bruins not to take four points here from the Buffalo Sabres and um, really solidify their hold on a playoff spot and potentially jump up in the standings and pass the New York Islanders. Uh, like I've been saying, it might be a tall order to catch either Pittsburgh or Washington. The Bruins are five points back of the Penguins, albeit with two games in hand. And they're six points back of the Capitals with uh, one game in hand. So, you know, the Bruins still have 16 points remaining on the table. They could top out at uh, 80 points. Um, so, yeah, quite possible that they could move up that high. But uh, we'll just take it one game at a time for now, shall we? Now, this episode is brought to you in part by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition and available at fair price points using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement mother's day 
or simply a beautiful conversation piece. The perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, I thought we'd do something fun this week and take a deeper dive into the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 1, Episode 5, titled Cherry Picker. I don't know if you're watching this show or not, but for me, it provides a boost of nostalgia and also is uh, pretty quality, and it's cool to see where things are going here in the Mighty Ducks universe, the MDU. Should we call it that? Sure, why not? In this episode, we get some developments in the burgeoning romance between Gordon Bombay and Alex, who is the coach of the Don't Bothers and mother of player named Evan, who's kind of the uh, Charlie Conway in this new scenario. Now, as Gordon Bombay is asking Alex to attend a Minnesota Wild game with him, Evan's father appears in the picture his name is rob he's a a rocker not very present and of course this is where the the daddy issues come in uh with this kid now rob wants his son evan to go to a bar with him to watch him play with his band uh he says you know he'll be home by nine o'clock if you go to a bar to watch a show typically doesn't start till nine o'clock but uh, whatever here at this bar coach bombay evan sitting at a table watching uh his dad play munching on some chicken wings the band very bad i should mention uh and this turns into a bonding experience between gordon and rob they engage in a chicken wing eating contest and ultimately miss evan's curfew uh, alex arrives at the bar, very angry, picks her kid up, and just ultimately flummoxed by these two men in her life. The old flame, who is just very unreliable, and Bombay, who she's just trying to get a read on. Now, Rob here in this scenario uh, assumes that Gordon and Alex are a thing. He gives some advice on how to apologize to Alex, and the idea is straight out of um, a Hallmark movie, getting a stuffed animal, putting it on her desk, totally thinks it's going to work. Uh, Of course, it doesn't. It just reminds her of her relationship with Rob and uh, kind of tempers any romantic feelings that she might have been experiencing for Gordon Bombay at this point. Now, Rob, like I said, he's a an absent father, doesn't really attend many of Evan's hockey games. He says he's going to go, but then he gets a phone call saying uh, he has a gig lined up in Madison, Wisconsin, which is, of course, a gateway to Milwaukee, to Chicago, to, in this guy's mind, Tokyo. And uh, he decides to jump on a plane and miss Evan's next game with the Don't Bothers, which is the name of the team. Uh, that Evan plays for that was created after he decided to leave the Ducks and you know the coach of the Ducks coach Playfair had said you know if you're not good enough to be on the Ducks basically don't bother and that's where the team name comes from I'm hoping at some point it'll 
they'll come up with a new name, but it looks like it's sticking for now. Bombay offers to drive Rob to the airport, but instead he drives to the rink where uh, he gives the dad an opportunity to watch and show Evan that his dad actually cares. Evan was really off his game in this one. The Don't Bothers had not won a game up to this point. I believe they had only scored one goal. But inspired by his dad's presence in the stands, um, Evan gets back on his feet and leads the team to their first win. I think he scored like four or five goals on his own. They celebrate with a pizza party. And as Alex heads to thank Rob after the game, and we think there might be uh, a rekindling there or some fond feelings coming back up. She overhears him talking on the phone, blaming Gordon for him missing the gig. Um, so, yeah, that kind of turns her attention over to Gordon and puts that romance back on like Donkey Kong. And uh, lets us know that Gordon Bombay is indeed still Still a good guy here. Now at the end, there was a bit of a wrinkle as Evan's strong play seems to have gained the attention of the coach of the Ducks. So we'll see where that leads. Um, One of my complaints about the show is that we haven't really gotten to know the team like we did in the movies. There was a bit of a subplot with two girls on this team, Lauren and Maya, recording a TikTok. And, um, you know... Like I said, we haven't really gotten to know a lot of these kids on this team. We all can look back at the movies and and think about, you know, Aberman, Goldberg, all the different players on the team that are really uh, the Bash brothers really, uh, you know, caused us to love this franchise. And this series so far is missing that. The focus has been more on Alex and Gordon as kind of the established stars, Lauren Graham and uh, Emilio Estevez. But um, we have gotten to know Evan a bit. Uh, We got to know Nick, played by Maxwell Simpkins. He's my favorite character on the show. Comedic timing is impeccable. He delivered some pretty great lines and a great inspirational speech. Uh, But again, the rest of the team hasn't really been given uh, you know, a lot of screen time, uh, but overall it's, it is delivering. It's, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's giving us a new spin on the ducks universe on sports shows, and it's kind of getting rid of the, you know, kind of toxic elements that were, uh, apparent in some of the movies, uh, the homophobia, misogyny, gross stuff like that um and and i'm glad to see that you know it's it's more endearing and more honest than uh some of these other uh, versions of the ducks that we've seen in the past so yeah that's my quick thoughts on mighty ducks game changers episode five cherry picker the the whole dad angle kind of gave me some wheels dad vibes from degrassi if you've ever seen that uh but i'm looking forward to seeing where the show goes i think we're halfway through the season now i'd give it a a solid b plus at the moment and uh excited to see whether gordon bobay gets involved in coaching uh if the team actually gets a real name um how they incorporate some of the old ducks into the series we all know that's coming from instagram promos and uh so yeah game changers episode six will drop Friday, and I'll be sure to touch on that again next week. 
Now, Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need for your vehicle, and you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even gas caps. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and this week there's also the NFL Draft and the Kentucky Derby, as well as NBA, NHL action to bet on. Before the next game begins, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, odds, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Today podcast gives you all the news you need in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL here on Thursday morning. It has been announced that Ryan Miller will retire after 18 seasons. He's the winningest, winningest, that's a hard word to say, U.S.-born goalie in NHL history. 390 wins in 18 seasons with the Ducks, Canucks, Blues, and Sabres. We, of course, all remember him from the uh, Sabres when the Bruins and Buffalo had a bit of a rivalry back in the day. Uh, Milan Lucic trucking over uh, Miller that one game. Miller won the Vesna Trophy in 2009-2010 and you know, almost led the U.S. to an Olympic gold medal that year as well, uh, winning MVP of that tournament despite losing in the uh, overtime to Canada in the gold medal game, Sidney Crosby's golden goal. Elsewhere, Connor McDavid remains on a tear. He had uh, another three-point game, and he's on pace for 100 points in a short 56-game season. I can't stress how ridiculous that is. Uh, There were some teams that clinched playoff spots as well. Well, only one team, I guess, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the first from the North Division. And um, yeah, if they don't win a series or two there, it will be pretty, pretty sad. Now, some clarity on Craig Smith's situation here as we wrap up. Bruce Cassidy saying he had a testing issue. Uh, Working through it now, hopefully cleared up before tonight's game. So nothing to worry there in terms of injuries, uh, and they're aiming for early next week for Brandon Carlo to return to game action. So the Bruins have a couple games coming up here against the Sabres 
tonight and then Saturday. And then they will be in action Monday in New Jersey. So that is a potential target date for Brandon Carlo to make his return to the Boston Bruins lineup. Not quite sure what it means for the rest of the lineup if Craig Smith were to be in. Would Jake DeBrusque be the man scratched again? Possibly. Uh, but the bottom six has been shuffled up a little bit as well. So uh, keep an eye on at LO Boston Bruins, at ENC McLaren for the latest on Craig Smith, whether or not he can be back in the lineup for tonight and whether or not uh, Jake DeBrusque is the odd man out in that case. Again, per the Bruins, per Bruce Cassidy, Craig Smith had a testing issue. He's sorting through. Hopeful that he will be ready to go tonight. If not, Jake DeBrusque will sub in. Tugaras gets the start. And Brandon Carlo aiming for a return early next week in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, it might not be the worst thing if Craig Smith doesn't play tonight. Um, obviously, all things being equal and his testing checks out and he's uh, cleared in terms of COVID. But uh, it would be good perhaps for Jake DeBrusque to get the opportunity to play on that second line and kind of get his confidence up uh, playing with Krejci has certainly done wonders for Taylor Hall. And um, I, for one, think the Bruins have their best chance of winning with a confident, productive Jake DeBrusque in the lineup. Uh, so giving him a chance there might not be the worst thing in the world. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of um locked on boston bruins thank you so much for tuning in hope you're all having a great week it's a rainy one here uh but yeah just plugging through the week trying to get through it trying to stay positive despite ongoing lockdowns up here in canada and online learning and uh i watched the first episode of the new season of handmaid's tale last night which certainly wasn't uh, much of a boost uh but a very quality show that's filmed uh, pretty close to here, actually. Uh, any scene that you see on a bridge or where they're hanging from the wall, that's like 20 minutes from my house. So it's pretty cool to, to drive by there and, and see uh, see that, try to spot some red cloaks walking around. Anyways, yeah, hope you're all doing well. Thanks again for tuning in. It was a great big day on the podcast yesterday in terms of listens. So I really do appreciate that. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres and get you ready for the weekend ahead. Take care, friends. Thanks for all your support. Peace.